right, gentlemen, it's uh, good to be together. I, I mentioned on Sunday that in our life together in community, we need to have cheers and tears times, rejoicing with those who rejoice, weeping with those who uh, weep, and, and I really do believe that we need to create moments in our congregational life and in our brotherhood where we really are doing both of those, cheering for others and then tearing, weeping with others. I think this is a cheer moment. I didn't tell them I was going to do this, but I just saw Alix walk in. I don't know how many of you know our brother Alix here. Um, this brother is, as of, what, a week and a half ago, an American citizen. Yeah. That is cool, really, really cool. So, brother, it's good having you here in more ways than one. <laughs> so, I, I really am thankful for Corey and the others who are helping to lead and uh, coordinate our Iron Men ministry, as we're calling it, our expanding ministry. Uh, four guys and two brothers. Um, I'm sharing here a little this evening, not because I asked for this or need a role, uh, but because Corey asked if I would, and so I'm going to support any way I, I can. Uh, just so you're aware, we, we came up with a ministry name, Iron Men Ministry, based on Proverbs 27 and verse 17, iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. Uh, iron sharpens Iron. Put that together with a text like 1 Corinthians 16, and you get a sense of what we're after here in this ministry. In that text in 1 Corinthians, Paul writes, Be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong, and walk in love. Act like men, be strong, and walk in love. Men are supposed to be strong. This is, this is a given in Paul's mind. He, he's stopping to think about how he can exhort believers uh, in the faith and to continue strong in the faith. And the way he describes it is, act like men. Be strong. Because men are to... Be strong. Men are to have steel in their backbones. They are to have iron uh, in them. There is to be something strong. So not domineering, not oppressive, not abusive, but strong for the sake of our own godliness in the face of temptation, for the sake of our own souls, for the sake of our wives, for the sake of our children, for the sake of our church for the sake of our community for the sake of our brothers we must be men of iron we must be strong men and when we are strong men when we are men of iron we will sharpen each other for life our iron men ministry this is a goal to help men help other men be strong to help men help other men be strong to strengthen our brothers in faith, in character, in love, in mission 
as disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. Guys, in our culture, there are, in my judgment, two kind of opposite versions of manhood that we need to renounce. On the one hand, you have tough guy machoism. We need to despise it. We need to loathe it. We need to kill it. Because it ain't godly. But on the other hand, we have a kind of nice guy pacifism. Those guys that they're just nice guys. But they lack steel in their backbone. They lack iron in their souls. They, they lack strength. That we have to kill as well. God is after something different in us. He is, he is after the kind of strength that is able to stand up in this evil day and be strong in Christ and not just that, lead others to do the same. Uh, I had the, uh, the privilege of raising five sons. And uh, in our, back in Jersey, in our bedroom at the, on the foot end of our bed on the opposite wall, we had pictures of our one precious daughter and then five sons right in a row. And I don't know how many nights I would pray for each of them. And, and I, would just, I would just look at the pictures and I'd look at my five sons and I'd say, wow, Lord, you put me in the man-raising business. You've, you've, you've entrusted these five future men, these five future leaders, because when a boy is born, a leader is born. It's only a question of whether he's going to be a good one or a bad one, uh, but a leader is born. And, and I knew as a dad, my job, my task was to raise these sons to be men as men who have of character, men of faithfulness. And guys, that's for all of us. That's for all of us in our homes, in our families, in our lives, in our relationships, in our church, in our community groups. We are to be men who are sharpening other men in the faith. So let me give you five statements here, and I'm going to run through these real quick. Uh, these, are, these, these answer the question, what is an iron man? What is an iron man? Five statements. Number one, an iron man knows that he is safe and strong in Christ and in Christ alone. An iron man knows that he is safe and strong in Christ and in Christ alone. I love that we sang that song. I think that song ought to be our theme song. Uh, I'm, I'm not declaring that or pontificating that, but I'm suggesting that. Uh, what a great hymn song to be the rock on which we stand as, as men. It is in Christ and in Christ alone that we are safe and we are strong. An iron man is a gospel man. An iron man is a man who knows that he is accepted and justified by grace alone, through faith alone, because of the atoning death, because of the triumphant resurrection, because of the perfect righteousness of Christ alone. And here he stands. An iron man knows he is safe and he is strong in Christ alone. Number two, 
An Iron Man knows that he is a man in Christ. That he is a man in Christ. Men are not neutered or emasculated when they come to faith in Jesus. We remain men. And our masculinity is not removed. It is simply sanctified. It is changed. It is transformed. Uh, in a recent meeting, I gave you an acrostic, men of God. Uh, Iron men will M, make their pledge to Christ. They will elevate women in honor. They will never quit. They will own the leadership. They will feed and provide. They will guard their sisters optimize opportunities, die daily. Men, this is what biblical masculinity does. This is what men do. God has made us strong physically so that we can provide, so that we can protect. God has given us impulses to defend and provide and lead. We are to do that, but we are to do that in godliness. Now that's gonna be reviewed in different ways as this year goes on but an iron man knows that he is a man it's kind of t in today's world and culture we're kind of losing our grip on what a man is uh, so many distortions so many perversions so many twisted views uh, we need to get back to what the bible says about these things number three an iron man knows he needs to be in constant training he needs to be in constant training for godliness. 1 Timothy 4, Paul writes to Timothy, a young man. He says, if you put these things before the brothers, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus, being trained in the words of the faith and of the good doctrine that you have followed. Have nothing to do with irreverent, silly myths. Rather, and I, I'm sure some of you know this, this verse, rather train yourself for godliness. Train yourself for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. Train yourself for godliness. Played a little bit of ball in my day and it's been a little while now, but I played some ball and and I remember between my, or going into my junior year, my junior year of college, uh, I had got married halfway through my sophomore year. Uh, and in getting married, I thought my basketball career was over because I chose bride over ball. And it was a good choice. Um, however, the way the school year unfolded and my school work unfolded, it turned out I was able to get bride and ball. This was, this was... This was cool. So I, I ended up being able to, to play ball again. And I remember the first days of tryout and, and practice when the coach, if you've ever done sports, you know what I'm talking about here. The coach was absolutely killing us. He was, he was killing us ruthlessly, driving us, making us run, 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 run. And the whole time I was smiling. Everybody else was groaning and moaning, and I was smiling. Here's why. Because I'd been away from basketball 
for over a year, which had been a huge part of my life. I had been away from it. And I stepped back into the training, realizing that the training meant basketball. The training meant game time. The training was necessary in order to participate and to get it right. And so there was joy in the training. I, I was dying and loving it. Guys, in Christ, we must train ourselves for godliness. I heard it said years ago, being godly is not a matter of trying, it's a matter of training. You can just get up, you know, if I just got up without any kind of training and tried to run a marathon, I would fail. But if I trained for the marathon, I just might, might not at my age, but I, I might have made it 20 years ago. The godliness is not a matter of trying. Okay, let me see if somehow I can want this up and make this happen. I've got to be a better person. I've got, I've got to get over to this lust stuff and I've got to get over this anger stuff and I've got to get over the way I'm badly treating my wife or my kids. Somehow or other, I've got to muster the energy. I've got to try harder. Guys, that's not how you get there. We must train ourselves for godliness. We must discipline ourselves for godliness, we must realize as iron men that, that we need to be training daily. That means reading the word. It means praying. It means being in fellowship with others. It means hearing the preaching of the word. It means meditating on God's word, memorizing God's word, being in connection to God's people. These are the, the means of training and discipline. And if we don't do that, then we'll never be iron men. We'll, we'll never make it, we'll never finish the race. So iron, the iron man knows that he needs to train for godliness. Fourth, an iron man knows he cannot train alone. He cannot train alone. What was it our brother Jason said? Was it your words, brother, or somebody else? Uh, another brother just said, I need some help. I need some help. Guys, this is, this is the ma mistake so many Christian men make. They, they fall, they stumble, they bumble their way along and out of shame, out of embarrassment, out of a false sense of this thing we call rugged individualism and independence. Uh, they think that they're going to somehow have to fight this out on their own. That is not the way God designed it. That's why he gave us the church. That's why he gave us the brotherhood. That's, that's why we are to, to love one another as brothers. That we need each other. Iron sharpens iron. But if the iron's just sitting there by itself, it's never going to get sharp. The iron has to come together. And it has to sharpen. It has to sharpen. An iron man knows he cannot train alone. Spiritual loners will be spiritual losers. Spiritual loners will be spiritual losers. And I don't mean that to be mean. What a loser. I'm just saying. Spiritual loners will become spiritual losers. 
You will lose out on joy. You will lose out on godliness. You will lose out on grace. You will lose out on growth. An Iron Man knows he cannot train alone. And so our Iron Man ministry is going to be designed, God willing, as we move along to provide as much brotherhood as possible, to provide as much encouragement and accountability as is possible together with our community groups and, and all the various contexts we have as a church. We, we cannot train alone. And then finally, an Iron Man knows he is called to recruit and train others. An Iron Man knows he is called to recruit and train others. He is a disciple, first and foremost. He is, well, what's, what's our identity? How do, how do you, I know those uh, questionnaires were anonymous, but the first question was what? What's your identity in Christ? Yeah. Who are you? So what answers did you give? <laughs> Come on, you can do that one. That one, there's no, nothing there to hide. Terrible sinner saved by grace. Son of the Father. Child of the King. Oh, I am God's. I thought you were saying I am God, and I, 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 I just, I just kept trying, man. I just, he can't be saying that. He, <laughs> What is your identity? I am God. That's not the right answer. <laughs> I am God. Z, z. Let's get this z on the end there. Um, a couple of us were talking the other day about the ultimate status that we have as believers in Christ. Many, many times we get so focused on our sinfulness and our need for forgiveness that we think in terms of we are forgiven sinners or to use the big Bible word, we are justified sinners. And it is wonderful being justified. It is glorious being forgiven. To know you're a terrible sinner who is accepted as if you've never sinned is it's absolutely incredible. But it's not the highest thing. That's actually a means to the end. God had a higher goal. The higher, higher goal was adoption. The higher goal was to make you a son of God, a child of God, belonging to God, God's son, not capital S, son. There's only one true, everlasting, ever-begotten Son of God. But we are the adopted sons of God. That is, that is, I think, our highest identity and the most glorious one. We belong to Him. We belong to Him. We are, we are His. But as His, part of our calling is to help others become His. We are disciples of Christ. An Iron Man is somebody who realizes he has to be in training for godliness, but he has to recruit and help others 
find God as well. He needs to be a disciple who is making other disciples, who's, who is in the pursuit of friendships and relationships with unbelievers or with young, just barely born again believers to mentor them and lead them. He, he needs to be a man, an iron man, needs to be somebody who's watching out for others to see how he can help them along. Because not only does he need to know he can't train alone, he needs to re realize that others need him. Others need him. And so our goal in this ministry, guys, is to is for all five of those things to come together in our lives. Um, and this is a lifelong process, but I am very grateful for those brothers who are being willing to commit time and energy and thought and prayer to help us as a group of men become iron men. Uh, men who are strong, who have steel in our spines, uh, and iron in our souls, and sharpen each other and grow in grace and the knowledge of Christ. So, guys, you guys who are leading, thank you for how you're serving. God bless you, and may God bless all of us. So, all right?